accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. So about half of the United States are going to increase their minimum wage this year. 22 of those increases went into effect already January 1st, and there's three more states which are going to implement new minimum wages throughout the year. But there are still 20 states which have kept the federal minimum wage at $7.25, and Indiana is one of those states. It is amazing what an assault on freedom and liberty the left takes with this minimum wage stuff. Because what the minimum wage is saying to average people, regular people, is that you are too stupid to negotiate your own deal. They are saying to you that if you're willing to do a job, because that's what that's what a wage is. It is the value of your time. And they are saying that if you value your time, you cannot value your time at $6.50 an hour. You must value your time at 725 and that is an assault on freedom and liberty because i should be able to put whatever value on my time that i want also of course there's the reality that when you there is not businesses are not the federal government they can't print money there's only so much money in the pool and when you force people to pay more money than a job would otherwise pay or what they could get the job to pay they will simply eliminate the amount of people that they are paying. See fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. Every almost every single McDonald's you walk into now, what? It's a kiosk. You don't order at the register anymore. It's a kiosk. How many jobs have been eliminated because McDonald's was like, "Yeah, that's cute. You want it to be fifteen dollars an hour. You know how much a kiosk is an hour? Mm-hmm. Zero dollars sure. an hour. So this never works. It never creates better lives for people. It just simply eliminates the amount of jobs that are available. And I say this as a as a small a small somebody who for a very long time earned their living owning small businesses. It does not create wealth. It does not lift people up. It simply eliminates the amount of jobs available. Well. And you look at fair market value of what is your worth. And if you consider traditional service jobs, and you mentioned McDonald's, that rate has already been raised due to what the market will pay for. And so we've got Josh Lowry, who's running for Congress in Indiana in District 24, and he is calling so he's for... Right, well, he's, he's running for for state. For he's not, state, not yes. running for the U.S. Congress. Yes, in Indiana District 24. And he's calling for the minimum wage to be raised here in Indiana. But my question is, who is this for? Because who is paying that little of minimum wage at this point? Nationally, only 1.4% make minimum minimum wage. Yeah, that's a great point, Casey, which is who is actually working these minimum wage jobs? And more importantly, what's the ramification of eliminating the minimum wage job? If you've got one and a half percent of the population or whatever that number is Mm -hmm. that are working that job, there is a good chance that job exists because they're willing to do it for that. They're not people that are, you know, 
the reality is most jobs pay well above the minimum wage, the over as the statistic shows. But we're not even talking like, well, most jobs pay $8 an hour. I would guess the majority of jobs pay $10 an hour or up now. And many, many jobs are already at this. And where did they come up with 15? Mm-hmm. This magical number of 15. They pulled it out of their ass, Casey. That's mm-hmm. where it came from. It's totally made up. It's totally made up. And I can't begin to tell you the amount of damage you would do to the economy if you forced every single person to be paid $15 an hour. Well, look at what's happening in California where they have raised the minimum wage and people are complaining because they're paying $20 or $30 for a fast food meal. Well, that's what happens because those businesses are just going to turn it over to the customer. So it was at a Fox News town hall. Nikki Haley was the uh, the guest of that oh, and- can, can you can you think of any like if i told you casey you have to take the snow shovel that's in your garage and bash yourself in the head with it or watch an entire nikki haley <laughs> town hall which one are you going to choose well you know what because i get paid to watch nikki haley i'm going to pick that one but she was asked the question about inflation and minimum wage and her answer was to blast republicans and spending my question is inflation is soaring and multiple states are implementing higher minimum wages, which will only exacerbate cost of goods and job growth even more. What can you realistically do as president to combat this, or is there no going back? There's going back. They just may not like the going back and what that looks like. I mean, first of all, you look, and as much as I would love to say Biden did this to us, our Republicans did this to us too. I mean, you look back at that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill that they passed with no accountability. We now have 80 million Americans on Medicaid, 42 million Americans on food stamps. That's a third of our country. And did Republicans try and make it right? No, they opened up earmarks and pet projects for the first time in 10 years, pushing through 7,000 of them last December. Want to know how they spent your money? $30 million on an honors college in Vermont. $10 million to tear down a hotel in Alaska. $7.5 million on a courthouse in Colorado. And the list goes on. In the 2024 appropriations budget, Republicans put in $7.4 billion worth of pet projects and earmarks. Democrats put in $2.8 billion. So now you tell me who the big spenders are. Hmm. Uh, hey, good on her. Yeah. For, for pointing that out. Absolutely. Yeah. And now maybe, you know, people get really angry with me when I tell people what that this is happening. So maybe now they'll just be angry with her. We think he that does. is the reality of it. And good on her for for saying what the truth, which is when it comes to spending, the Republicans in many instances are far more egregious than the Democrats. They just do something worse, which is they lie to you about it. At least the Democrats are honest and tell you what they're doing. Plenty of blame to go around uh, for all of the federal spending. But obviously, the next question for Nikki Haley, who wants to be our president, has to be, okay, but what is your plan for this? And here is her answer. Stimuluses never work. Debt never works. Everybody talks about how great the economy was under Trump. But at what cost? He put us $8 trillion in debt in just four years. Our kids will never forgive us for that. That's not how you improve an economy. What we will do is we will stop the spending, we'll stop the borrowing, we'll eliminate the earmarks, and I'll veto any spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre-COVID levels. We will go and take as many federal programs as we can and send them down to the state level. That will reduce the size of the federal government, but it will empower people on the ground. 
The problem is she doesn't say the magic word, which it words, which is you're going to have to shut the government down. If you are unprepared to sh- shut the government down, you will never accomplish any of this because the only bullet in the chamber mm-hmm. that will have any impact whatsoever is shutting the government down and making these people feel some pain. Now, as the president, you would actually have a lot more power because anything you veto, it requires two-thirds majority to over override. So the answer is, and the answer of somebody you know is serious about this would be, I am willing to shut the government down to get this spending under control. Nobody believes that she's willing to do that. She says the right things. She's right on the things she's saying. But it's just like Suzanne Crouch with the income tax. Mm -hmm. Nobody believes you're actually serious about that. That's just election rhetoric. I thought it was really interesting that she mentioned about the spending under Donald Trump's watch. Obviously, she has uh, an ulterior motive to beat him in the election. Sure. But you don't hear a lot of people, aside from Rob Kendall, pointing that out. So uh, so real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's that's an interesting point. And I always appreciate, you know, I'm very modest, Casey. Mm -hmm. And so when you point out, when you use words like pioneer and visionary and words like that i you know i i'm i'm just i am hesitant to take uh-huh. you know the, the credit al- for those sort of sure. things but it, it's a conversation we've had many times on the show and i still can't get my head around it on i get why people are still with trump mm-hmm. i get that people believe the election was stolen and you know believe all these egregious things happen. i i get that but what i don't get is the refusal to even accept or hold, hold accountable the just horrific Things that Donald Trump did during COVID and what their check and balance is to ensure it doesn't happen again. It's like anytime you ask for, okay, I understand, Mr. or Mrs. Trump voter, I understand why you're doing this. However, what about these things over here? Doesn't matter. But you claim to abhor these things over here when Biden's doing the same things on the other side. Doesn't matter. And that is really scary to someone like me because there's no, no mechanism in place by which Donald Trump will be held to account to ensure the things that he did the last time, he won't do again. I would feel much better about voting for Donald Trump if someone who has some sort of influence or sway or whatever could say, here is the guardrails that are going to be put in place to ensure these establishment people aren't put in positions of of immense authority again, and that the spending stuff and the growth of government stuff is going to be held in check. No one has offered any of that, and yet these people who are only Trumpers who otherwise who lose their minds when Biden does it, when Trump does it, just go, mm-hmm. oh, well, whatever. It's, it's forgiven for Trump, but not for yeah, others. Yeah, that, that is unacceptable. It's totally unacceptable. The one thing that I find very interesting with Nikki Haley is she's saying all of these things, like, I'm going to cut the pet projects. Uh, you know that she is on board with sending hundreds of billion dollars to Ukraine, of though. Of course. That spending is not going to stop. It's a total lie, mm-hmm. Casey. She's saying the right things. Right. And she's face-to-face with voters, so of course she's going to tell them what they want to hear.